0: Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at directionsuniversity.com. We've got a fantastic show lined up for everyone today. We have my co-host, the Associate Dean of Directions University, Jack Humphrey, joining us. Hello, Jack.
2: Hello. Yes, we are not messing around today. Today, we have Alice Siva who brings her vast experience in marketing to Traffic Masters today with a focus on using content to create relationships, loyalty, and sales for over a decade. Alice Seba has been helping online business owners and writers get more results from their content, whether it's through her ghostwriting team, private label rights content, or her Writer Help Wanted membership, which was just a giant, giant launch you couldn't have possibly missed in the last week or so. Alice is available to help you to turn words into profits. She'll show you that you don't need to be an Internet-famous or published author to earn a fabulous living. And with that massive introduction, I hope you're here, Alice. I didn't even check. sure <laughs> am. There you Thanks for having me. How are you doing? <laughs> Very good. It's a, man, when's the last time we talked? It must have been like 50 years ago.
1: 50 at least.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right when the Internet started, 50 exact years Ex- ago.
1: Exactly. Great. Well, yes. so
2: give me a little bit more scoop on what's been going on in your world. It's I'm sure been very crazy as uh, as promotions and launches always are. What have you been helping people do lately?
3: Well, you know, for I guess for the past, huh, is it like the last five or six years? Really, just turned my focus to helping people with content um, because I think that's really what drives drives the internet is people looking for information, looking for entertainment, or, you know, when it comes to your sales pages, you're still using content and information to sell it. So I really wanted to put my focus there and, you know, offer a variety of services, uh, you know, through ghostwriting and private label content, and then also wanting to show people how they can use that content and writing skills to to grow their business and do a variety of different things. I mean, there's so many different ways you can use writing to earn an, an online income. So... That's been keeping me pretty busy.
2: I bet. What's your favorite thing that you're doing right now? What's uh favorite and, thing and, and if it can <laughs> relate to traffic, heck, man, that's even better.
3: That's <laughs> <to> traffic.
1: <laughs>
3: well, so, you know, that's funny. I thought it was funny when Jan asked me that, that you guys would like me to come and see on the Traffic Masters, and I was
1: like, oh, I'm not a traffic master.
3: But I guess in a way, you know, I don't I, – I, it, and I used to focus a lot on search engines, things like that, and used to have you know high volume sites. And now I don't focus as much on that. But I'm realizing that what I'm doing is I'm driving really good quality traffic, is, and that I'm attracting the, the customers, ideal customers for me, and and that. So the the favorite part about what I'm doing is is something you mentioned in the introduction is really teaching people that you don't have to have a huge audience. You just have to have the right audience, and and you know. So, you know, we look around and we see a lot of people who are internet famous and you know, Twitter stars, and not that I, I barely even go to Twitter anymore or Facebook, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And we admire these people and we think, wow, you know, how do they get so much attention? Their lists are so big and they have all this stuff, and uh, and it's wonderful. Like that's a great thing. But you know, I try to teach people they don't have to. If you use your content to 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 connect with that audience, really show what what you have to offer them. You don't need millions, hundreds of thousands or anything like that that you can certainly you know grow a living online that way so people don't have to wait until they have that huge audience. So that is something I enjoy teaching people and what I do is you know that people always think I have to wait. I have to wait to start making money, but you don't. You can start making money right away.
2: Well, that right there makes you a traffic master. I dub these officially <laughs>
3: it's the right traffic, traffic
2: mattress. <laughs> yes. Well, because that's what we're we're all finding too is that um, man, it's gotten a lot different lately. You know, in the last several years, it's it's just morphed into something new, and people are really being comfortable. You you might remember a book a long long time ago called Power Linking, and the subhead for that was power linking your way to 1 million hits. And everybody just chewed it up because that was exactly, precisely where we fell in love with the idea of getting just tons of traffic. Like just, Mm -hmm. we didn't care, just tons of it. And it kind of worked too because you could get like untargeted traffic and people would still go, well, I mean, there's no Amazon or Facebook or anything else. They couldn't have thought that unless they were prescient and Omnipotent, but there wasn't any of that stuff around, so they kind of were just all yours, and they and you could sell them on wanting something they didn't even know they wanted, because <laughs> there weren't that yes. many pages on the web to buy things from. So, but yeah, it's it's changed quite considerably now, and we have to have much smaller audiences, and that's great. And uh, so, what are some of the things you know we're, we'll marry the traffic with the content stuff? You're on the content side. But you've seen you've seen what you can do. You can you've seen what your clients and students have been able to do with mm-hmm. uh, content marketing. So tell us a little bit about what you're what you're like in in content marketing right now as it relates to traffic. Any um, any, uh, any examples? Any kind of neat stories you got to tell? We love neat stories.
1: <laughs>
3: well, let me think. So. Uh... I'm not quite sure I quite get the question. You came to Traffic
2: Masters without told, a neat I story. I was told
3: I couldn't get the questions time. <laughs>
1: I didn't.
2: Oh, you're one of those prepare people. Yeah, we totally I, just... I am. I know. I I'm it's
1: like, look, I, Jack is
0: just going to ask you stuff. There, I could give you questions, but he won't do it.
3: <laughs> That's okay. So, I am a writer. I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not a speaker. I bet if you ask me to type, Right now, I could. Would you? How about if I
2: if I just type the questions into your support system and you can answer them via email and then I'll read them on the show. Read
3: them out? I don't think people want to wait to hear that. But oh, um, come on, we could be really fast. (laughs) I am still. I okay. Sorry about that. So I, I mean, can you you ask me a (laughs) more like you mean like? You totally <laughs> anyway, forgot like the question by now. Or, okay. Sorry. Yeah.
2: So okay, let's talk about let's talk about uh, blog content. Well, what what are you, first of all who are you helping right now? What are you working with people to do right now specifically?
3: Like what are I mean everybody's doing kind of a variety of things. Some people are going on doing Kindle. Uh, also working with people setting up uh, content uh, writing businesses. So whether they're doing ghost writing or copywriting and things like that, helping them with things like. Starting a freelance site, basically. Um, a lot of people are doing blogging. You know, others are selling information products. Oh, all kinds of different things.
2: So, is your role in the world to teach people what to do with content in any context, like the ones that you've just mentioned? Is that how you see it, or is it broader than that,
3: or narrower? <laughs> um, than that? It is kind. Of, it, well, it kind of has changed, I guess, over time too. I mean, just it's a yeah. It's a variety of different ways now because of what the new you know the new project I'm working on. i on focusing on with working more with writers, people who like to write. But also in the past, I've worked with people who don't necessarily like to write, but they want to use writing or the writing of others, whether it's through ghostwriting or P L R, and, and and using that to you know grow traffic, grow their lists, and and things like that. So um, I think. I'm trying to still get at that
1: question.
2: Um, <laughs> it's okay. We'll, tell, we'll take care of you. Uh, yes. Well, let me let me change the direction a little bit. So the people that you're working with now, this launch that you just had, can you tell us a little bit about that so everybody listening can understand
0: sure, kind of what that was all
2: about? Because I think there's a myth out there that you're trying to dispel that writing on the web because of places like Fiverr and and junk sites like About. com, where writers are—you know—I don't even know if they're paid. They shouldn't be for what they're producing. But you know, everybody just thinks that writing <laughs> yeah. is 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 not profitable and it's not a good thing to go into writing in and of itself. Whether you're doing it for blogs or whatever you're doing it for.
3: And right. I actually it's, read
2: some of your stuff, and I was like, wow, that's pretty. That's see, pretty she, when good she, money. When
3: she writes stuff down, she makes she makes sense. But when she's speaking, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but Yes, it, it is true, and I think you know even sites like Fiverr, you know, it's possible to to make good money from that. But uh, but you have to be smart about it. You're not giving away a whole bunch of stuff for five bucks. You're doing something small for five dollars, and you're doing the upsells or whatever. And that I would never you know focus a lot of time into there. But that is one way to kind of get into it. But yeah, our focus is really to to make sure that people are charging what they're worth. Really setting them if they are doing it. As a, as a you know, a, a freelance writing thing, you know, making sure they're setting themselves apart from the c- competition and making sure that their clients know that they're helping them get results and they can charge more and making it, it uh, you know, a more appealing service as opposed to just somebody who writes articles. But then on the, the side of people who are publishing their own content as well is. Focus, you know, make sure you're growing your list. I think a lot of people just don't, they skip that part. They want to blog and they don't They don't put the time and effort into that. But, you know, always making sure that when you're writing a blog post or even if you are doing it on another site where, you know, like HubSpot or something like that where you're putting your content, their content out on other people's sites, is bringing them back into a list and growing a very targeted list and making sure that you're doing that and then you know that's where you're going to make the money if you're just hoping that the traffic's going to explode and search engines are going to love you and and that's going to happen that's probably not going to work that way
2: do you think there's something to writers who um kind of devalue themselves to fit into mm-hmm. a, an incorrect mold like they'll go to a marketplace and the marketplace is famous for people in forums and other places pointing to, oh, i got really cheap writers over here, you should go mm-hmm. over here. And then writers, writers go to that place and they go, oh, I guess I'm only worth this much. So if yeah. I'm going to make any money, I will go forward because I'm a writer, I love it, and I want to do it, and I guess this is the way. Isn't it possible to go to people, if the client understands the value of really good content then they'll understand the value that you're putting on it, right? I mean, if they yep. know what to do with it, to make money with it, to get traffic with yep. it, then they should have no qualms over the price that is really a fair price for a writer to you know, pour their heart out on a page.
1: Yeah. Is there a way yeah, to, I think to, that-
3: to better source clients? Well, definitely don't 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 go to where those people told you to go. If someone <laughs> is telling you they pay very little and then this is how they do it, then you avoid that place. And you know, I think those pe- those people are a great source of information on, you know, because they're they're publishing a lot of content, they're hiring writers, they're doing stuff with it, and that that's great information. But where they're yeah. That, But the part about how they're paying people is not so great. So you're not going there. Um, I think that you need to find, yes, yeah, connect with, and I think a lot of it is connections. It's always connections. So if you're connecting with those people who are saying, you know, I, I, I pay five bucks an article or less, whatever it is, that's not the person to connect to. You know, keep an eye out for the people who are doing different stuff, who value the the work that people do. I mean, for me, myself, and is i I am happy to pay more because i get it's it's stress free for me and it, it, when I have to babysit writers or I have to make sure they're doing this and doing that that is that that's more frustrating to me than if I just paid them t- double triple whatever it is and I know it's going to get done I know it's going to get done right so that's Kind of where to position yourself. You're positioning yourself totally differently. You're the reliable one. You you research things fully. You really set yourself apart from all those other writers where you know things have to be corrected. It might not be done the right time. So you know, going outside of looking just to work with other internet marketers is a great idea too. Of course, but then again, I'm an internet marketer and I'm still willing to pay pay more than others. So, you know, keeping an yeah. eye out on who's out there and trying to, you know, connect with that one person maybe who who does value the work and, you know, offer to do something for them in return for some feedback and a testimonial, whatever it is, and also get that experience of working with that person and seeing what you like about that because I think that if you're going to be uh, selling your services, you need to know who your ideal client is, who is a good person to work with, who is... Not a good person to work with, and you need to know all those characteristics of them. From, from you know, it might be their, it might be things like their demographics, like their gender and their, you know, how their what business they're running, what uh, how much they're making, and things like that. But also about how they approach business and 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 those kinds of things. So you want to kind of imagine that one person and find that person. And for most of us I think that's not going to be the people who use content mills to get content. It's gonna be a different type of client. And we kinda of ha- you have to stick with that in your mind because mm-hmm. you're <laughs> if you're if you're willing to 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 give up and just take anything, then that's what you're gonna get.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the key to one of the keys to what you just said was replacing or augmenting the network with networking. So mm-hmm instead of going to, you know, thinking that your only options are uh, the writer mills, the content mills, and yeah. lowering yourself to that. I mean, maybe you can augment it, like you said, with Fiverr. You don't go there to make $5 per everything you do. You go there yeah. to, you know, network, really. Do a great job for somebody for 5 yeah. bucks so they can get more. I mean, how many people do we work with at Brick Road? I mean, it's, it's a lot over the years who stayed with us for a really long time, and we found them in those places. And we were looking for yeah. them, actually. So like yeah. that exists, you guys. That exists out there. We, There are people out there who are looking on those places for writers who know how to use them and indicate right away that they're not somebody who's actually thinking they're making $5 on Fiverr, that they're trying to network and get their stuff mm-hmm. out there. And it's a great place for us to audition people. And go, whoa, exactly. and we have really long relationships with people we've met that way. So on this end of it, the the buyer's end of it, there are people like us out there. But I think <laughs> you have to augment all that with the networking. You have to make sure that yes. you're you're looking around. And well, I always think, man, it's so neat when on Facebook somebody big comes on and has a big project. Sounds like they've got a really big project getting ready to go. And they're like, can you recommend? And then the people that get recommended – by other very reputable people who you know that guy's going to listen to or that gal's going to listen to is is they're going to take that person and and run with it that somebody just got a really yep. killer gig and that recommendation came from that person doing a great job for somebody else and that is networking right so i mean yeah, you absolutely. have like a you have networks and then you have your underground or your little black book or whatever it is that you keep track of all the people and just try to get out there and do networking properly and you can live in a world where you get paid properly just because everybody respects you and you're just at that level where, oh, yeah, you got to go use this person or that person, and and, mm-hmm. and they charge this. I don't care what they charge. If they're good and and they say things like you, then uh, it's stress-free. I don't want the stress. I don't want the correct people. So they know that all intrinsically, and they just hire you, and that's really cool.
1: Yes,
3: absolutely. And then I guess people get frustrated because if it's up the you know they're just getting started. it's like, well, how do I get to that point? Well, you get to that point by by working working towards there like there there is gonna be that first you have to get that first one and you have to build on that and you have to talk to people. But you know if you stay with it over time, it works because I always think about like now, after being in business in thir- for thirteen years, I always know i first of all I have i can i I have people on my team that stick with me uh, because of the way I treat them, and they've come, to, they've done those same things, found those those right the right clients to work with. But I also can, if I have a problem, or you know, there's a technical problem, or I need another person for my team, I always I always have friends and people that I can ask. I can always solve those problems. So that you know, when someone's starting out isn't at that point, but over time, if you keep building. That is where you get to be. So now there's, I feel like there's nothing I couldn't figure out or it, because I have all these people around me that I can call on. So it's something definitely you need to, to focus on.
2: Well, I like everything that you just said except for the words building and the words overtime. I don't like that. <laughs> if I can avoid that, is, is there any way that we can get out of the building and the overtime part, at least reduce the building in time that it takes and what I would do, and this is just unsolicited advice for everybody listening, yes. but I would go to Alice and say, I want to work on a project of yours, and I want to do it for free. And why would you guys do that? I've got to make money. I have to make money as a writer. Because if you kick it, or kill it for Alice, you're going to have somebody who loves you and who's, who may not have a project herself for you to work on that's paid right away, but she sure isn't going to forget would you yes. would you ever forget that somebody did that for you and knocked it out of the park for you, too, for free? Absolutely.
3: But I want to add on to that because I would say... Which word which words didn't
2: you like of mine? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly how you... I think you said uh, something. Maybe the word was something. <laughs> if you don't come to me and say, I would like to write for you, write something for you, look at my business,
1: or look at Jacks, or whoever mm-hmm.
3: you're going to go and approach, see what they're doing, see what you think they might need, and tell them something specific. Because we, I, I have that happen. I have people say, oh, I'd like to do something for you, or I'd like to work with you. And it's like, well, that puts it in my lap then, right? And I have to think about, okay, well, what could I have them do for me? It sounds great, but now I have to work. So if the person yeah. comes to me with the idea and says, I would like to write this email series for you, or I would like to write this report for you, uh, and and then I can go, hey, yeah, I could really use that. Then that's something I would definitely, you know, I'd be able to say yes right very, away. Very
2: very good point. Point taken. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I almost set yeah. myself up for that because sometimes I say <laughs> things like that on this, and then people listen and they follow up, <laughs> and then they do what I said, and I'm like, wait, I should have said that differently. That wasn't right. Yeah. So then, well, yeah, perfect. So, I mean, because we're always talking about leverage in this thing, you know, and and trying to get places – I mean, everybody thinks that it, it take whatever anybody thinks, they usually think that it takes a lot of time or a certain amount of time that they're uncomfortable with to build a business, yep. to get traffic, to get a social following, whatever they're trying to do. They always think in terms of working their way up because that's what we were taught yep. back before there was an Internet. And there is no working your way up anymore. It's working your way over, across, slightly up, but just to get somebody's attention who can get more attention for you. And the Mm -hmm. tools that we have now make it so simple that the whole ideology behind working your way up and all those things, you know, people will put memes around the web from the captains of industry and, you know, uh, Henry Ford and all of them. They all coined the phrases like, nothing comes without sweat and hard work and you know all and that makes a really good beginning of a book maybe that makes uh but we can't buy into that as leveragists. and if you start to think of yourself as a leveragist, when you're always looking for an opportunity to go from one place to another you know instead of jumping all the way across the pond on each rock just skip a few rocks (laughs) if you can do that you know get more spring in everything that you do then you have Something that you could actually grow pretty fast. I mean, how many people have you seen over the years just came out of absolute oblivion, and yep. and just all of a sudden everybody's talking about them. It's it's happened for writers. It's happened for copywriters for sure. There are lots of good examples of that in internet marketing circles, but writers of all kinds.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know what the tip that we gave was to do something for somebody else. I think a lot of people try to they see something, they see people that they might want to connect with and they don't do it in a smart way. You got to do it in a way that helps that person you're trying to connect with as well. So whether it was, you know, offering to do work or do something else with them, um that's really the key. You know, if you people feel like you're just out for for you, then that's going to shine through. So that's mm-hmm. another important thing to remember as well.
2: Good rule to figure out how much do I help somebody? Well, figure out how much it's worth to you for that person because yeah. you, you're doing it so that you can get that person to help you. To what degree does that person have the capacity to help you? Then that's how much right. you need to help them. So, yeah. you know, to, to them it might add another zero to their business. To you, it might just get you your first several clients and have the ball rolling. Now you don't need that person in particular anymore because you've got their. Uh, testimonial or their um, favor and all of the new clients that you've just blown it out of the park for. And right. and, and so now you can leverage all of that together. But
1: Those, I always yes.
2: just go, to what degree do I want help? Okay, then I'm going to have to help this person at, at, to the best of my ability at that level. And, and yep. for people who are like, oh, gosh, no, but I need money now. Well, this is how that works. I mean, this cuts the building process for the traditional person with no business experience or anything. They're always like, well, maybe in six to nine months, I'll I'll have worked my fingers to the bone and gotten there. You're cutting that down considerably. It's worth it to take a job that you're not going to directly get paid on in order to bring in a lot more business pretty quickly right Mm -hmm. after that. Yeah, if you're you know, gonna I I know you go out on social media and you got t- now you gotta say something good. Dang it, they knocked it out of the park for me. Dang, dang. Okay, well I gotta get this <laughs> off my list. So I'm gonna go out to my fifty thousand followers on Facebook and say, You gotta check out so and so, they're awesome. They just did an awesome job for me and you got it done. And they're just flipping their lids because now you've just done that thing I described before and, there are, and somebody else comes on, one of your big buddies that you that they could never get to, or it'd be hard to get to says, wow, I was just looking for a writer. And bam, it's just off to the races. Yep.
3: Yep. And then, another thing to, no, that's, that's
1: wonderful. <laughs> stuff.
3: And, you know, if people do want to make money. They need to make money now, too. It, you know, work, I think I'll see a lot of people approach, the, like, the freelance sites or something, then they're looking for that big job. And so that they'll get paid more, but it's not a really great paying job. But they're still doing lots of work to get it. Is instead, maybe focus on you know building your connections and look for small jobs, because that helps build up your portfolio, right? So if you're doing little small jobs for people, you've worked with more clients. And you can also leverage that even you know even if they're not big names or anything like that, yet' still more experience you have under your belt than you know doing a giant you know two hundred page ebook or something like that. instead you've done a few articles here and there for multiple people. you've got more feedback that way, so if you're doing the smaller jobs, you have more time for the networking and all that other stuff that you have to do uh,
2: what do you do What do you tell people when they're overly um or they're just very fixated on their website. Like I've got a domain. They come to you with a domain. They're not just a writer who's good at writing. They're they've they've got they've gotten the bug and thought, Oh, I'm gonna need this really professional looking site or whatever. I, I have run into people in the past who had like one page sites who wrote for like very, very significant blogs and got paid really well to do it. And you go back to their site and you're expecting you know, From our industry, where we come from, we, we expect their site to just be something incredible. And they don't have any time for their site because they're on everybody else's site making money and, and <laughs> you know writing and everything else. And they just have a one page, if you would like to hire me, here I am. Have you seen a lot of that? Or how do you talk people down from focusing too much on the wrong things and just getting busy to make connections to make money? Did we lose Alice or did we lose me? I think
3: we lost Alice. Let me go see if I can find oh. her again. Man. She's probably Are you there, Alice? It. There she is. I am, I am here. Can you hear me? Yeah, my I, my phone I just disconnected. I apologize. Can you hear me? I thought I
2: went over my question limit, and I had to put another quarter in. I'm glad you're back.
3: <laughs> but you can hear me, Did you hear, you hear me, right? that? Were
2: you able to hear me? Yeah, I can hear you.
3: Okay, good. <laughs> You're talking, but I wasn't sure if you were talking, answering to me. Um, I I had heard the part about focusing on their website, and then that was, and then I then I disappeared for some reason.
2: Oh, right after that, I gave so, you a million dollar idea. I'm I know cause I you were still talking it, so when I, I came back.
1: It it, was, it seemed <laughs> like it was pretty long.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I do that. Well, it's an hour podcast, so we have to talk a lot. Um, <laughs> But I was just saying, how much do you talk people down when they're focused on the wrong things? Like if they're trying to focus too much on their website because they think they're going to get writing gigs or whatever they're trying to do because of their site. Uh, And how do you balance that out with people with networking, recommending whatever you recommend to them um, so that you get them on track and get them to the money faster? <laughs> I tell them to
3: stop being silly, uh, but I think yeah, people do it. And when it comes to people who are writers, they are so focused on the writing they're, they're going to do, the Kindle book that they're going to publish. It's going to be perfect, and they're not yeah, they're not out there. Uh, if you market it, if they put the book up eventually, you know, they're not out there marketing it. They're thinking about writing that next book instead of making sure that what what works well there. So, uh, how do we do it? Is I mean, I guess it depends on where they're putting their focus, but really showing people the power of those, like, or somebody. Let me think. So if somebody is trying to, you know, they're going to put up their blog, and they're going to put up content, and they think everybody's going to come and visit it, but that doesn't happen, and then they think, okay, well, I should write some more, but. Showing them and connecting them. Often, I really what I try to do also is is to be help be that connector and bring people together. So people should be looking for those groups. There's lots of Facebook groups out there of like-minded people and, and start connecting there and and make sure that you're not just yeah focused on the wrong, the wrong thing. Um,
2: yeah. Well, let's go to the other side. What about the the writers who are all too common? who really just love to write. And you mentioned somebody finishing a Kindle book and just wanting to start the next one. The next Is there one. <laughs> any such thing in your world as somebody who who can be as close to that as possible uh, and be uh, taken care of on the marketing side and everything else? I mean, it would probably have to do with that networking and always having a job from somebody else. But what if they do have a Kindle book and they have to market it But they're that kind of writer who really, really prefers, like to a chronic level, sitting down and writing and leaving you know, everybody leave me alone and I don't want to market. How do you deal with people like that to let them know that there's still a place in the world for them too?
3: Well, yes, because there that's where again and it always seems to be coming back to relationships. You know, partner with somebody who, who likes that marketing side of it. Or if you're selling some of your book, reinvest that to hire somebody to to, to do that, I mean, and when it comes to Kindle or or different, you know, selling on platforms like that, there's kind of a formula that you can follow for the marketing. If you don't want to do those steps that you need to do, somebody else can can do them for you. But ignoring it isn't gonna isn't gonna suddenly miraculously make it happen.
2: Yeah, it's like getting out of school with an art history degree and just staying at <laughs> home and really enjoying your art history, but. <laughs> Somebody wants you to pay for the home you're living in, and it just gets really yes. messy after college. It's just messy
3: <laughs> and i I'm, I'm kind of the same way i don't i mean I've always tried to in a lot of ways i've in most of the projects as I've partnered with people who like to do the day to day stuff and and which they really enjoy, but me, I don't like to do that I like to just focus on the more on the marketing the big ideas and and do that stuff, so having partners that can handle that other side has been amazing for me because I think if I didn't have them uh, th- things would <laughs> might fall apart because I I would do the same thing because I focus on the more important things but then those other foundational things are important as well and if those don't get done that's also a big problem.
2: Well, you live it because I mean you're you're doing uh, this latest thing with a partner, right? And I imagine mm-hmm. I know what his roles are typically going to be based on what you just described. Well, writing that's or whatever.
3: Yeah. And then this partnership Or is it flip flop? Diff- this is a little bit flip flopped. <laughs> up until now. <laughs> so now I'm actually it I, and I guess we have different roles and we also hire people to do the parts that, that we're not as interested in. But but yes, it is kind of a different partnership where where um I'm yeah or I'm not sure exactly what you're asking me. But, are you um, are you the, the, the
2: writer who doesn't like to do the marketing or are you actually helping out with oh, the marketing I, in this project? But.
3: I, in this project I'm doing, well, I did a lot more of the writing and that was really challenging for me because I'm out of practice. But that's uh, why Ron wanted to work with me because I kind of had that background, have been, you know, Helping, you know, having been a freelancer and having done all this stuff and and working with people like that for so long that I kind of had that that uh, background in there. So it's actually kind of sent me back to the part where I, I I don't like as much. But it's been a wonderful challenge, and we have a great team that helps us with with those parts that you know I really really don't want to do. But uh, yeah. yeah. So but still we're still combining some skills that and really complementing each other and and making sure we make something right. Well, how
2: did you find such a person to work with? That's the next question somebody's going to ask if they have if they're in the scenario we just described of really, really loving their writing, uh-huh. and really loving what they do but not it doesn't have to even be writing, just whatever you do yes. that doesn't have to do with marketing and marketing scares you to death or you hate it or whatever it yes. is. I mean, what I know you I know the answer's probably going to be the same as it's been all morning, it but is gonna how be. do you find people like that?
3: <laughs> That's what it's got to be, and I think it it's it's networking, you know, and for me, uh, you know, going back to my early days, I had a I had a message board forum that that actually I was lucky it drew people to me and I had you know, get to know people there, and you know, what you kind of start having these conversations with people, and you see where you click. Um, I've also met, uh, I, in particular, I met Ron at, you know, a live event. I I'd known him online for a while, but not, I hadn't spoken to him much. So it was just meeting face to face that that you know, starting to talk and say, hey, I'm interested in this, and you know, it grows, it grows from there. So because it has to be people that you kind of know, uh, you know, going mm-hmm. into something. That you're going to spend a lot of time, and you don't want to just think, okay, well that person seems interesting, but I don't really know them, so let's just <laughs> let's try this out. Yeah. That doesn't always work out as well. So it's it's always you know talking to people, getting to know people, and seeing who who you really click with, who's who's got you know some people may have a big list, a larger list to tap into, but you're really good at delivering the content and and that kind of stuff. So seeing who, who you can connect with that way. So, yes, you got to know people. <laughs> got to
2: know people. Uncle Willie Crawford, who we both know from all mm-hmm. our years online, uh, has always been famous for saying, um, when you mentioned that you, you finally talked to Ron at a live event, that uh, mm-hmm. Willie was always like, you know, because he used to have events. Now he doesn't have events as much or anymore, but he still says the same thing, that, most yeah. of his most important relationships he's ever had in all these all these years of being in business online are then from people he's met in person because the internet just waters everything down and and I can make myself look really really accomplished and important and everything else and and everybody else has learned how to do that to some degree it doesn't now tell you anything it used to but it doesn't anymore tell you i mean that's when you shake somebody's hand sit down at lunch and 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 talk to them at an event or something and that's how a lot of people decide who they really want to work with like mm-hmm. you guys could have said over the internet or over the phone i'd really like to work with you sometime but having that come to fruition is not as easy if 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 you're not also open to going to events or getting out mm-hmm. and you know I mean, if you're agoraphobic, you're going to have to do whatever you can to <laughs> to make an impression on people. And there are nice tools. You got Google Hangouts and Skype and FaceTime and all that stuff. So there's yes. still that, but you know, events are pretty important, aren't they?
3: I think so. Uh, but I, I'm gonna say that every I think previous partnerships that I've had, and some are very long-standing and and spanning over a decade, uh, that I've. Some of them I've never met, and some I eventually met, like years after. But I've actually, and I know people probably hate for me to say things based on gender, I've actually found that women, see, we seem to be able to better, uh, I I think maybe it's a part of, you know, being worried about getting out there, and I know not everybody fits the stereotype that I'm going to say, but it's a generalization over time, and that I've noticed is that we, you know, we seem to be able to make that connection. I remember when people, men, would say, you know, I would never work with anyone unless I've had a Skype conversation with them, and I was like, I don't even have Skype on my computer, <laughs> like I do now, <laughs> because it, it's a little technology is a lot different and everything's easier now, but it. It's funny how I think that I don't know that we seem to have be able to make that that connection without having to meet face to face. I think men often like that that you know handshake and that kind of stuff. So maybe it's just a different different approach, and I'm sure different women feel different yeah. feel differently as well. But well, yeah, so I think if again, you are. Well- a- Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I mean, <laughs> I think if you, a, you are afraid or... to get out there, if you're afraid to go out and you want to do it from home, I think it's still possible because you're going to find somebody else who kind of has that same same approach. And that, I mean, it has worked yeah. well for me. I think I have my my partner in one of my ghost uh, private label content businesses, and actually the partner in the ghostwriting business. I've never met either of them. Well, how about making connections with people who have met offline? <laughs>
1: and you, you never know. have
2: to go anywhere you just make a really good impression on one or the other and if they're like you who who totally get the online thing and you don't have any problem working with or trying out a relationship yeah. with somebody that you've never met or all you got to do is get to one of those and now that you and Ron have yes. met offline yeah. that person can get to and that person doesn't necessarily for the agoraphobic this is great news doesn't necessarily have to go to any events at all right you just and i hate events i mean like anybody else i, I that doesn't like to travel and all that kind of stuff to those yeah. things i'd rather be headed toward a forest or you know a wilderness area not detroit yeah ever Detroit, but you know, so you there's always ways around it. I, I like to try to yep. get people to think about all the different ways. There's always a different mm-hmm. way. So if Alice tells you something, there's somebody else that'll tell you something else, and something
1: different. you can then that's take. Between,
2: <laughs> you you quite often say something else, and and uh, and that's cool. I mean, that's part of your mo, right? You you are you're very very polite and awesome always, but you're a little bit more. So on shows like this but you really let people know how you feel on Facebook or whatever about different issues and things like that and it's really cool and I think a lot of us look at that and go wow somebody's just telling it like it is they're not trying to you can tell when somebody's taking a selfie when they're doing a status update on Facebook they're like really so self indulgent that they don't even see that they are, that they're questioned or whatever they're trying to get a rise out of somebody or something. It's just kind of like preordained, like they read somewhere they should do it rather than being moved to do it. And so there are little telltale signs out there of who's for real and who's not if you're really looking. And that might help people with their networking too to go, well, how do these people really act in the the real world? And are they taking selfies or are they – you know, I'm not. I don't mean literally taking selfies, but they're so self-absorbed you can tell from their question, their status update, that they're not even present in their own life at that yep. moment. They're just doing yep. something from somebody's rule book.
1: Yep. So how, yeah. So, uh, no, do, do you have
2: anything to? Oh God, we all want to talk. Go ahead. Everybody uh, wants Alice. to talk. No, Well, no, GDOT. <laughs> Go
1: ahead.
3: I heard. Okay, I, this is, I, I, this
0: yeah. is Jan, sorry. No, nobody wants yeah. to call. Oh, Jan. Jan, go I ahead. I'm just lurking back <laughs> here, sorry. I, I have to just bust in. Because i got to say, I, I totally agree with um Jack in that I, you're one of the people that actually read your social media stuff because I actually feel like I get to know you, and you got great kids, and your daughter killed <laughs> me. I lived vicariously <laughs> through her. She is so Artist. awesome.
1: Yes, yes,
0: <laughs> I'm like you are so lucky. And um but one of the things that I like is that you do a really good mix between, you know, your family life and uh I'm also on your email list so I get stuff from you all the time. And I I wanna say I think you do a really excellent job of somebody that sends out an email almost every single day. I still actually open and read them. And part of that what? is yeah, well yeah, I'm ah. telling you, it's like <laughs> to I know, and it's kind of rare people act like it doesn't work, but that's because you actually make an effort to relate to me, even when you're selling and stuff. And, uh, you know, you do that really, really well. Um, I I was lucky enough to meet you in NAMS a few years ago, and, um, you know, I was really impressed with you then as well because you had so much to share. You were really... um, you know, out there helping people, and it was clear that you had a vision for how you wanted to build your business and help other people. Um, What I didn't realize is that you were kind of shy in front of people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And so, you know, because I see you on social media and other places, I I didn't see that. So, you know, I thought you've done great in this interview. You only only dipped out one time.
2: I know she's got right a
0: at the beginning.
1: That's a tough girl About?
2: persona on Facebook. You look like you're mm-hmm. gonna kick everybody's butt and Yeah, that's funny. Um, Is that yeah, not true? Like,
3: what? What?
2: That you're the you're the tough girl. Allergiva with the reputation and all that
3: stuff. Uh-huh. no, but it's true, and I thank you all. This is all relating to this networking thing we're talking about. I think I'm I am kind of introverted, and I think people uh, make the mistake of thinking that that necessarily means like shy. And I don't think shy is the right word. I'm not shy because if I'm comfortable okay. with you, obviously I will. <laughs> but I think I, uh, I, that's I, a better word. I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. A, I you know, speaking in front of a large group. Interviews like this sometimes make me nervous, especially when I don't have the questions ahead of time. <laughs> so, it's okay. we I didn't think have the internet is a wonderful either. place where, so you you got you see you know, posting stuff on Facebook. That's that's easy because that's my fingers or my camera doing the work for me, and that's that's easy enough to do. So, I think there's so much opportunity. Uh, to 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 get yourself out there, yeah. even if and that's
2: just Facebook. Scared. Yes, you said you didn't log into Twitter. You haven't logged into Twitter in a long time.
3: I do. Is I Facebook do. Your I read. I read, and then I leave. I uh, yeah. And and the fa- you know what I do on Facebook isn't. I mean, I guess it is helping my business because people, my customers, are following me. So I use it as a personal thing, and it's just for fun for me. But I think that I guess Jan pointed out why it is good. For business what i do is that you know people feel like they know me um but it is it's my favorite place to hang out and i also find it's a great place for networking um you know whether it's the facebook group but the messaging like i don't know when it happens but suddenly uh facebook messaging is how i'm connecting to new people uh and also communicating with a lot of my the people who work with me that's how we're we're using that instead of email it's very strange and I think a lot of people yeah. do that, so it is a good place to start new conversations and grow, you know, because you don't want to, you know, people think that they're going to do networking in a group, or they're going to, like. you know, if there's someone they, they follow and they like their posts and they comment on them, that's not growing the relationship. It's the private conversations that you start having, uh, which are going to make, you know, bring things to the next level. So I'm on Facebook
2: It is now. kind of weird <laughs> that it feels a little <laughs> less noisy. yeah.
3: Okay
2: it's it's the email thing and, and and messaging i've been finding myself is uh you know people are not getting responded i guess they're not getting a response from me to their liking and the speed that they would like it to happen so they message me and i'm always right there cuz it's your phone and you get updates i mean you get more updates yep. than just your email, because when you pull, you'll get an update if you have those turned on, if there's going to be a, a noise or a vibration or something, but then you open your phone and the little messenger picture is right there on the screen on, on a Android, and yeah. and it won't go away until you trash it, but you can't throw that person's face in the trash. It's not very easy to do <laughs> that. So... <laughs> Until you read what they said, because they might be, who knows what they're, you know, there might be a new deal. Hey, I want to hire you, or hey, I have this thing, or whatever, yeah. and you just won't let yourself not. So that is high. It's way more effective than email on every front. When you're trying yeah. to make an individual connection, I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. true.
1: hmm Yeah. It's taken over our Where lives, do you want to go from here? It's also good. Do go? <laughs> it totally uh, has. I, I, I,
3: in this interview or in my life for <laughs>
2: Well, I would like to talk about um, what you have for writers and what you guys just launched. It's it's uh, really, really cool sounding. So I would like you to talk a little bit more about that and let all the writers, because we have a lot of people who either are doing it on the side or doing it full time, or would like to. Mm-hmm. And you guys mm-hmm. just came out with something that was really, really cool, and I wanted everybody to hear about
3: it. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's called Writer Help Wanted. And it the idea behind it is to you know, to help people if they need to make money right now get a job like instead of a a traditional job they want to pay the bills or whatever we take them from that place of you know finding the gigs and then and then they go to the process of you know setting up their own business with the freelance you know having clients come to them instead of them having to chase clients around but then we also walk them through all the way to Making more passive income from writing, so going through that whole progression, and some people might already be part way through where they want to be doing the more passive stuff, and they can certainly start in there. But the idea is is that if you want to make a living from your writing, that you know there's different different paths you can take, and we guide them through that, so there's like a main course where they get. The, the different modules take them through those different parts. And we also have, you know, done a lot of research into different writing markets and given ideas on how, you know, they can, whether it's, you know, resume writing or uh, copywriting or something like that, how they can do that, you know, as a job – like getting writing jobs working with clients or even taking it to a more passive income level. So there's there's all these different ideas within each market as well. How how to approach that. Uh there's lots of case studies, we interview different people doing different types of writing. Um there's there's jobs listed there. We also scour, you know, for for good jobs out there because, you know, we could show you the listings that are on Elance and Fiverr well not Fiverr, but different Guru, etc. but you know, there's so much junk in there <laughs> that we yeah. go through and find find good ones. We also have jobs submitted to us that people can find. Um, lots of different, you know, worksheets and checklists and things, tools that people need to 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 get organized and get get on this. We also have. Uh, it's totally optional because if people go to the site, they could pay one time fee and access every all the main, the main course and everything I just told you about. There's also what we call our Elite Writers Lab, which includes ongoing case studies and resources, and we also have a great Facebook group, which I've been talking about Facebook groups. I love Facebook groups. They're awesome. <laughs> but it's a really active group, very supportive. We've had lots of great feedback, you know, getting people motivated. We've already had people, you know, since joining, they've, they've done their first Kindle book, and, and instead of, you know, getting stuck in that perfection state, she went out and put it out, and she's already made it, you know, already made her first sales which is wonderful to hear so that that group ask effect of it is not only good for asking questions but getting motivated being accountable and stuff like that so we're really enjoying that awesome you guys can find out more at joindu.com slash writer
2: help wanted com slash writer help wanted we just became your affiliate alice
3: Yay, thank you. Yay, I right, appreciate
2: offer. that. <laughs> Which is I another really great like, way to
3: drive, drive traffic. Yeah,
2: just, just be on interviews, and uh, people want to join your affiliate program, um, even if you don't like them that much. <laughs> but <laughs> I was going to mention that I saw some really neat things when I was looking through your material, and I was kind of surprised about some of the jobs that you were showing, because I, you know, haven't had a lot of, you know, I'm I'm always going and looking for good deals and seeing if we can develop somebody into so, something that's better for them and us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have not gone to places where you guys are obviously finding some, you know where to look to find yeah. uh, quality writing jobs. And that was really impressive. It made me think that if you want to raise your game as a writer, you need to hang out with other writers who are actually making the money that you want to make rather exactly. than the cesspools and there's nothing we we say cesspool there's some use to those as we've indicated today so we haven't been totally unfair to the cesspools (laughs) but they are cesspools nonetheless and if you hang out there too much you're hanging out with people who are used to getting paid five dollars for everything
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: i think it's really important what some carnegie guy or somebody said hang out with the average of uh... You know, people who are, who you want to be, people who are making the money yes. or are doing the things that you want to do. You need to have that as the, You're average, the
1: average of, people of
3: those people. With. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, and I it's totally very interesting it, on the jobs. Like you know, people think, okay, well, when Squidoo existed and HubSpot and all those, where you put out your content and then you get a revenue share. So you got to make sure the traffic comes to those pages so that you can make some money. But we've got lists of tons of you know blogs that accept submissions, and they're paying like fifty a hundred dollars a post so yeah it's, we we kind of get stuck in our own little world where we think that some what is possible, but much more is possible
2: yes awesome well that's a that's a very very good resource so what do you want people to know what do you want to uh, to to all the writers We'll just keep you right in your wheelhouse <laughs> to all the do no, to wide for to me. traffic. <laughs> to, to Traffic managers. I'll get confused. What do you want them to know? What? <laughs> what do you want? What do, what's your parting advice for those guys?
1: Well,
3: I think if you if you love writing, it is something you can turn into a career. But you have to. You can't. You know, just writing is not enough. And I think we've covered that. You know, in the last hour, a few times where you know, if you're just gonna think that you can write all day and then that's going to turn into an income a magic publisher is going to appear and say here would you like a million dollars it's you know it's not going to happen you have to be able to either develop those skills that you know to help help you find the right opportunities or work with people and really get out there and connect with others learn learn what they're doing like you said get to know people who are you know a little a couple of steps ahead of you and, and see what they're doing and go there. But it really is possible. And, you know, I as a I was a child and a teenager who loved writing, and then I just went on, forgot about that, went on to, to have jobs, and then suddenly came full circle back to writing and actually turning it into a living. But that did take making a lot of smart choices, not just doing things that I thought I had to do, connecting with the right people.
2: Now, for all the rest of you, what Alice just said could have applied to anybody in any industry, mm-hmm. but I wanted her to Absolutely. talk about writers because she's really good at talk about writers.
3: <laughs> well, I can I talk about anything you. as long as it's not too open to the questions.
2: I know. I like to just dangle. I leave participles laying all over the place. Oh, So
3: I don't know if I completed a sentence in the last last hour. <laughs>
2: That's cool. That's why everybody likes. I think that, I love to think that that's why a lot of people love Traffic Masters, is because we just talk and we're just being real. (laughs) And so many things are so pre formatted and pre, you know, all Mm -hmm. of that. I think people, you know, they listen to enough of those podcasts that we like to get you real people on here and talk some real stuff. So, uh, Gina, back to you. Or Jan, do you have any parting questions?
0: Uh, no, I just want to say thank you so much. This was really great. I'm uh, always really excited to see, you know, inside stuff on how you think about your business, grow it, what you're working on. I'm super excited about the writers uh, having better opportunities because basically mm-hmm. every, almost everything online is written. Even though we have multimedia, it you know writers are critical in helping us, you know, put that yep. information writers out. even so I'm,
1: help. Yeah. And
3: writers help yeah. create that multimedia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, the audio I'm and the writer. video had a script too.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not a writer
3: and I it's a
0: real you know it's a real challenge. So, you know, I'm all for it. Um mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see this program for you from
1: you. Thank you, Jen. Did we get to anything back here? else, Jen? I'm here. No, there you go. Well, Alice, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. It's certainly one of those shows that I want to make sure that all of our students listen to. You know, for those that are just starting out that really don't have products to sell yet, this is a great way to get them to the point of making money immediately, isn't it?
3: Absolutely, and thats I think mean, that's how I did it in 2002. I made a website for, you know, try to drive traffic to it, but at the same time, yeah, I offered my services, and there I was paying
1: the bills. Yeah, I know too often we see, especially with our bachelor students, they've got big dreams, big visions. They have a message they want to get out to the world. But it's going to take them six months to a year to get that message packaged in a way that can actually make them money. And so Mm -hmm. they think that they've got to wait to make money until that's done, and it's just not true. It will actually make it easier to create the product, and they've got some cash flow coming in so that they can outsource some of the product creation stuff. Exactly, reinvesting that money for sure. Absolutely. Well, we will be back next week, same time, same place, for another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. Have a fantastic week, everybody, and thanks again, Alice. Thanks, Jen, for getting us all set up. Thanks, Alice. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, guys.
0: Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters, from traffic to conversion to business success.